0: What's going on, Savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with me, Jeff Leach. How on earth are you doing? It's you. My lovely listener um, or viewer, if you're watching on YouTube, thanks very much for all the support we've been getting across the board on Patreon.com slash Savage Snowflake. If you want to donate as little as $1 a month, you can do that to keep this bad boy going. And thank you very much to my sponsors as well, Boundless Tech over here, the finest purveyors of technology for vaping. If you want to smoke flour, herb, or resin, and you want to do it without all those nasty carcinogens, check out BNDLSTech.com and put in code SAVAGE for 25% off. And of course, Manscaped.com over there in the other corner are wonderful purveyors of trimming work. For the gentleman who might be a little bit more hirsute, your lady's going to thank you. Your balls will thank you. Skin-safe technology—you'll never nick your nuts. Check out Manscape.com. Use code Savage for twenty percent off, a free travel bag, and free shipping. Joining me today uh, is a writer, director, and stand-up comedian. And I'm assuming you've done some acting as well, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Neil Brennan, how are you? Yes, sir?
1: thank you, everybody. Thanks we for did, We acted together.
0: Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah, I yeah, directed yeah. it
1: but I was also acting. That's yeah, that's technically uh, I correct. was I was laughing just now if anyone's watching this because it's so funny to just be having a conversation, and then someone's like, hey, "And what to the show like?" And I'm just like, yeah. "What the fuck? We were just I went two into radio people voice. here." Yeah, we have now. You have sponsors all of a sudden. It's very exciting. Yeah, there you go. It's like a real
0: thing. Yeah, when we're coming directly out of your home. You got to yeah. explain this first of all, because I-
1: uh, that's a prop from a thing I directed. It was a. It was a looks like piñata. It looks like you, uh, like motherfucker. Uh, it was a piñata yeah. of uh, George Washington. You're a fan of artwork. I
0: see your home is decorated from top to bottom with various pieces of artwork I there?
1: like uh, I like you know I'm a man of uh, refined taste uh, yeah. refi- refinement and taste although you're the one who said her here suit in a fucking uh, thing about well, ball, I'm British. We're ball waxing to understand or ball shaving that so kind of verbose eloquence that just comes don't you dare with... accuse me of being highfalutin <laughs> I didn't say you were highfalutin I no, just no, said no, you had no, a no an I an think I am highfalutin but I'm art. just saying I'm cultured. culture I'm a refined man it's called Do refinement
0: you, did you uh, does that refinement come from childhood? Uh, no, it comes be from being,
1: adept? uh, it, yeah, just, it comes from being, uh, culturally aware and adept and also just liking, uh, nice certain, yeah, I, I like nice things. Although I don't, I, I don't, it may seem like I like nice, nice, nice things. I mostly like the first floor. It's my house is very cluttered. Right. Make no mistake. Ah,
0: it's reasonably tidy actually. Yeah,
1: but it's, this is, I like just got rid of a bunch of shit. Okay. Three days ago. Okay. Okay. So.
0: I think I, I don't think it's like the highfalutin, highbrow thing, but there is a certain point that in any man or woman's life, when you you maybe either come into a little bit of money mm-hmm. or when you start hanging out with a different social circle, where mm-hmm. you start going, oh, all of a sudden, I like uh, I like wine tasting now. Oh That's yeah, the thing. no,
1: I don't. I, the 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 thing about me is I had no money uh, for a while, but I went to film school for, at NYU, which is like snobbery and pretension central so yeah 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 like i had they i that taught me how to be a, i was always kind of a snob and then that made me like more of a like a taste a taste bully i'm so, i don't i actually don't shame people for their taste but I, I i uh you know there's a thing in in hip-hop where look at like especially kanye and people like that will say like my taste level is insane it's just like all right uh it's not, I, it's not something i pride myself on it's, it's something i'm aware of and as a director, you're constantly going like, I like that, I don't like that, don't do that. That's good. Why don't I like that? What does that signal to people? So,
0: oh, so you've got. I mean, you've got to have an eye for you know for beautiful things. Once you start directing as well, I mean, as a yeah, or like just stand like up, we have to have an eye for evil, disgusting things within ourselves, right? But
1: you also have to have an eye for how to say it, right? So it's not like I mean, you can you can you ever there aren't too many guys that like. There are guys that will make a really good point, but they're dumb. Right. You know what I mean? Like a dumb person can make it can notice something, and you're like, if that was in slightly more tasteful hands, that would be such a great bit. What you're saying
0: is every joke sounds better in a British accent.
1: What I mean, I think that's what we're all saying. Uh, I think that's what <laughs> it's all leading to. No, but you know what I mean. We're I'm like a complete you, moron, but by but by stance, accents, yeah, yeah it's like what is happening? quite, quite eloquent, yeah. 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 Uh yes yeah, so that you do have to say, well, and as director, you have to sort of sell yourself on uh, aesthetic, mystery, and superiority. But then you also have to maintain an element that,
0: you know, you're not letting your entire life be taken over by the art you're creating. Like David LaChapelle, I'm assuming, even though he's highly stylized images, I'm assuming his house might not
1: be that gaudy I bet flamboyant. it's not that gaudy, but it wouldn't surprise me if it kind of was. Meaning... You kind of meaning a Amanda Lepore walks around with her titties out in his sure. home, just yeah. Again, you want some ex? don't. You're you're dropping deep model uh, bits right now. I don't know who Amanda Lepore is, but that's the muse of David Lepore. Oh, I didn't even know she's that. the very bl-
0: she's a trans woman who's got like huge fake boobies and the big blown out lips, and she's always she's like his muse. She's in a oh, lot great. of his fight.
1: Okay, but I wouldn't be surprised because Can once you get off I don't to think Lepore. he wants to go. Uh, I bet it's. I heard somebody say something yesterday, which is eventually the mask eats the face uh, in reference to uh, just like a John Updike quote or something. You but in I, terms of like once you have, of like you, yeah, you have a, a public profile Yeah, you a and then, persona, persona, then you're like, you kind of just become that. Uh, wouldn't that Maybe. Be so tiring? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Completely but losing the sense of most self. Most people you know? who get famous
0: lose their minds in some small way. We've had good conversations or, uh, you know, a uh, brief but good conversations about, you know, about not losing yourself but also about not getting too caught up in, in what's going on in the industry. I, I know that we did a show. You do a, you do a, um, a monthly show down. At weekly. The, uh, but, weekly now. Yeah. Sorry, apologies. Um, I'm yeah.
1: going to sponsor the podcast next week. Yeah, okay, so, so uh, I can
0: plug it. Uh, thanks. Yeah, we can do with the money, actually. I need a bug on the upper left. I've seen the amount of artwork in here. You can, you can afford to sponsor <laughs> you the should. podcast. It's all right. Um, and and there, I, I went up and did some new material one day. Um, yes. And part of it was kind of shitting on the, the what I felt was like uh, an overabundance yes. of mm-hmm. average comedy specials. Yes. And you sat me down after and you were like, listen, mate.
1: Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Cuz it makes it, you look petty yeah. and silly and as I don't know if I referenced this but uh Chris Rock told me one time that Eddie Murphy's manager said anytime someone criticizes someone who's doing better than them, it's jealousy. Yeah. So it's just it's just born out of, you it's not a it's not I'm a 100% it, it's absolutely not abstract, jealous of people who uh, are special. objective observation that just came to you it's born out of they have something you yeah. want yeah, yeah born out they have out something you want and uh and you think and it feels bad so where's the space for artists to you know to journal crit- to criticize a the- journal,
0: <laughs> a journal but, but honestly
1: you know i imagine that back in the, but why do you i, I the- talked to, I, I had this conversation with andy kendler viva night who okay. who specifically that's his like M O is he goes after people, sure. And which, by the way, if you see my stand, you know that's not my. No, I know not it's my not. main I don't material, think it's Um, uh, and he goes after people. And I, The Hangover, he said he took like a jujitsu class because he was afraid someone was gonna come after him. It's oh, like, really? I don't want to write jokes that require me to take. I mean, that's a self dedication class. Being an arson, isn't anyway. I like that. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like well, well, you could stop doing it or. You have to take jiu-jitsu be classes. Be a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, so, like, I who's don't, he going after? Joe Rogan. I, I, no, I mean, it like, was, no, I don't, it was, no, whatever. So, so uh, I don't even know if it was about someone specific, but it was like, that's, I don't, I personally, like, I made a video a couple weeks ago about the way they write men on the show Girls and Shrill and all these things, like these young women shows. Right. And And then I posted it and I took it down because I was like, I don't want Lena Dunham mad. I don't want the people. I don't. I just don't want to hurt people's feelings with like, like a small observation. Like it's just bad form to like criticize a fellow artist unless there's even unless they're even, asking for your constructive criticism. Obviously, yeah. If they specifically ask you, but I never got in on like the Dane sweepstakes and the or the sure. whoever the uh, Carlos or in Carlos business, yeah. like. And, you know, like Carlos was a joke thief. So that's like, like, that's a, that's a, that's a death. That's a, that's a felony. Yeah, we community. That's a fucking felony. do That's a felony. So like, but I don't think I, you know, so, so I'm not a big, I don't, it doesn't, uh, it just doesn't serve you long term. Yeah. You're never going to be glad you did it. Yeah. You're never going to be like, man, I'm because you have to see these people and you're going to tense up when you do whether even if you're like the well, coldest... even if you're not going to
0: tense someone when you see them because i think that's that comes from a different a different set of fears or insecurities but i think even if you're comfortable saying those things about people's art and then if you see them going hey i stand by what i said and this is what i think of that particular right thing as but well. so tell you're, them but what will also happen is you're correct they will never it's not going to do you any favors in the long term because people people talk and it's a small community and yeah people and go, people have yeah, long memories
1: and there's no point in like and there's also this thing of like publicly shaming people on Twitter. And it's like, I got their email. Yeah. You want to just email. I'll give you their email address. If you yeah, have a yeah, real yeah. criticism. This Or is this about signaling? This seems like it's about signaling. If you go forward like you're a fucking embassy. Yeah. And go like, I from the desk. Fuck out of here.
0: Now, what about people who are in more positions of power within our industry? Of which there are, you know, considerable amounts. and Or let's say someone who... Given uh, a positioning within, they're social... not
1: government agencies. No, no, I understand not that. What agents. I was going to
0: say is, people within social social climate are kind of at the top of the pile right now. What about those people taking uh, taking on? I, I, I'm, a, I'm a you know we we've discussed this, but I'm, I'm a liberal, left leaning, uh, politically minded individual who believes in progressive society and yep. equality of all people. Those those are things you can take as yes. fact. But I also um, I also like to let. Comics who might be on the right-hand side have a voice and have their comedy and do that kind of stuff. When uh, maybe a more liberal, well-established comedian shits on or takes go goes after one of those kind of comics, who I can't okay. think of an example. Oh, I mean the other day, Patton Oswalt and Chad Zummock had a had a had a you know, and obviously they're vastly different positions within the industry. Patton Oswalt is a household name and you know immensely famous, right? And uh, Chad Zumak or Zumok, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his name. He he isn't. And they had a spout on Twitter. Um, and I certainly saw a lot of, a lot of hatred aimed towards Chad who, who, who from started like a liberal side. So, I mean, who started it? I mean, that's, that's like a playground no, response, no, isn't it? It's, no, it's the law. But by the, by the, you know, by what They don't go, well, comedy. you
1: fought. Doesn't matter who punched it. The law, like, cops want to know who started what. Not in America,
0: they don't. Yeah, they do. <laughs> no, they yeah, don't. Sure no, they, they do. That's why I got arrested in New York. They didn't, they didn't care who punched first.
1: They just cared who came off worse. And Okay, um, well, then you're playing their game. Yeah. And you would say that that's wrong. I don't, I, my, uh, my guess is that Patton didn't uh, start going after looking for people. Yeah,
0: probably not. That's my guess. No, no, you're probably right. Yeah.
1: Um, but should he, you know, take the standpoint of just going, all right, I'll
0: just ignore this guy? He means nothing to me. Oh, you know, I don't, no, I hassle. don't.
1: If people come after me, I'm going to return fire. Like, right. I'm not, I'm not like, uh, like uh, a pacifist in terms of. I'm just saying if you're. Twitter beef. Yeah. Like, if you're. Uh, I'm just saying it doesn't serve you well to shit on somebody else's art. It just yeah. doesn't. Like it's
0: just never. Well, the more time
1: you spend doing that, the
0: less time you're, you know, spending on your. Yeah, it's Joe Rogan said thing. something.
1: My, you think Michael Jordan never writes YouTube comments? No, no, of course not. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course not. So I don't. Uh, I I try not to get caught up, but if somebody says something rude or fucked up, then I will say I will retaliate. Um, one person
0: I, I have to I have to mention him because I, I you know I'm I'm friends with him as well and I and. Your your relationship is so intriguing to me but your brother Kevin who's also mm-hmm. in comedy there's one person who you guys see or he is always going after you always making i'm and i comments.
1: don't uh, and i don't respond yeah you don't acknowledge it whatsoever nope. and you just go right. I don't even like talking about it I don't even like hearing about it honestly are you
0: i i i, I well I, I like I, I just I, have a there's no I don't use cut this short I don't want to I no,
1: no, no. talk about something you don't want to talk about yeah but... I don't want to talk about it okay right. yeah there's no for what well, I just want to know how a relationship no, 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 no. that's so then, personal. Then text breaks me and down. ask me. Okay, all right. <laughs> if you really want to know, then text me and ask me. If you want to make uh, if you want to be a gossip column, then don't, that's a don't whole want to be other a gossip thing. Column. I just
0: think it's an interesting conversation, you know, like I, I, the fact that you both ended up in the same industry mm-hmm. and would have to go through similar uh you know, personal trials and tribulations mm-hmm. growing up in the same family. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to come
1: out of that and have a disconnect. Do you think that I'm somehow gonna go like, well now that you have contextualize it, let me t- I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> okay. Right, well, well, enough. well Fair enough, fair enough. I'm an adult man. Go yeah. ahead.
0: Were your family funny? Was it yeah. was there a birth of comedy yeah. from childhood? Yeah,
1: my Kevin's funny as shit. My brother Tommy's funny. Uh there's like a level of like ten kids is uh like a chaotic situation to grow up so there's like a gallows humor that just is automatic and i imagine you also have to make your mark somehow you know amongst all those you voices make your mark yeah. no, but really, uh, no being like funny helps when siblings. you're at a when you're at a huge dinner like of course it helps um so excuse me and is this also i mean like the irish are famed for being yeah uh, yeah al- and i think my alcoholics. dad's side <laughs> were funny my dad's well. side uh his brothers were pretty funny so and his dad so like it's it's fairly in us, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's well. Is there is there an element of your personal success as well that comes out of having to make your mark and be noticed amongst from from? A, I would assume. From childhood.
1: Uh they never tell you. <laughs> no, but you can no, look no, back and no, no, reflect on get, what it was like. You never you know, get like, hey, like, this is the reason you've done we've, well. We've hi, we've we've gone over your file. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I was also the youngest, so I was a bit of like a uh uh protected species like i was a bit of like a the youngest gets a lot of attention like the just by force like you're the youngest cutest smallest and you have like you always feel like uh that you're not the center of attention but you get a kind of attention that other other ones don't get like you just do yeah um so I, that's another thing I was not aware of like well how do I continue this like no, but I was I was always pretty funny yeah I was always pretty funny and then I was able be, via Kevin was able to uh, um, get in like went to NYU for film school started working the door to comedy club and saw people like him and Attel and Louie and those guys Marin making a living being comics. so it was like oh this is like a thing you can do yeah. Um, so then I started writing uh, largely with Chappelle. Well, of course, yeah, you were right on the uh, Chappelle show. You're the, yeah. the lead writer on that show. Yeah. Right? Um, so, uh, But I met him in 1991.
0: If um, I had to aesthetically put two men next to each other as good friends and colleagues, you and Dave Chappelle would not be it uh you'd be no i'm not being i'm not being no, honest no, no. i'm just saying but aesthetically no, Esthetically, we
1: have very similar shaped heads <laughs> if you somebody said one time you and dave look alike and she wasn't wrong in that huge ears round head he's his head's smaller than mine she but sounds incredibly progressive she must be that colorblind that she was like well she yes of course <laughs> she's what we all strive to be yeah um so uh so yeah but i don't we have similar heads what? And now we both exercise he, him a bit more than me. But what was, the, uh, what was the birth of that friendship? When was the moment where you're going, Oh, I think Snobbery. I'm over this guy being snobs? Really? Like, we were both 18 and we both had, uh, we would talk about he was a comic and I was going to school and working the door. And so we just talk about movies or people's acts or just type sh- clothes, whatever. Just sure. shit of being like, mm, uh, uh-uh. and also uh,
0: being, a, a, being a, a white voice on what was a very black show you know and 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 right but i'm
1: this is 12 years before that we were friends like so sure
0: no but i'm talking about the um the Chappelle show
1: yeah uh the yeah but the the i there's not there was no white voice i mean there's no there was no white voice versus black voice on the show like there was no like all right so you'll white voice it now (laughs) okay we need some white voice in this like but we were a, just friends. There's something
0: quite good about having all right, I'm going to have at least different perspectives around that writers' room table. You
1: know? It was me and him. There was no writer of him. Yeah. Oh no, I mean in general. Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't again, it wasn't premeditated. We wrote half-baked together. Like we we wrote we we wrote jokes together in like 1993. It wasn't like and they weren't racially uh based per se. They were more just like uh like structural stuff or or yeah. ideas. But they weren't Especially racial,
0: He wasn't going, hey. Milk.
1: No, he wasn't like you know, looking for like a white. Stri- no, he wasn't. He wasn't like miss. going like, I need I someone to punch don't. me up. <laughs> like I, it was all unsolicited, but I was able to like, I did it well a few times that like, uh, where I get like added a tag here, or there that, but again, it wasn't racial. It was just like, man, eh, you're funny. I'm funny. Like it wasn't sure. The one of the jokes. Was well, Rachel. your interaction
0: yeah. wouldn't have been based on any kind of racial uh, expectant, uh, you know, um, what's called it, expectations. But certainly from an audience perspective, you know, I think he would have had a huge uh, black demographic that would have watched that show at the time, and a huge white Absolutely. demographic.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. But a lot of them might have been surprised to be like, oh
0: wow, this Neil Brennan guy. He's, yeah, he's but, a white dude. Yeah.
1: But that's the thing. It's like there were there were those people, but there were also. It was, uh, it's an aesthetic thing. It really wasn't, it wasn't like a racial aesthetic thing. It was like, uh, it was, it was like, it was more about artistic aesthetic than racial aesthetic. In my opinion.
0: Those matched up, obviously.
1: Yeah, well, that's how we matched up in when we were kids. Like when we were 18, like we would talk about movie and it wasn't like black movie, white movie. It was, that was part of it. But it was more about like that person's a hack. That's not ha- like, like we, it was about that movie, that yeah. that performer, that, so it wasn't necessarily about race. Once you um start to enjoy success, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming... I haven't enjoyed it one bit. Go ahead. <laughs> I've
0: ha- I have it. I'm successful. All right. Once you, careful. once you start to benefit from the trappings uh-huh. and notoriety of success, uh-huh. how about that? Yes. Um I feel like there's a bit of a bit of societal pressure and also industry pressure put on you to say okay you need to turn out a good bit of content every year whether that be a special or a new show or writing i've never subscribed
1: or something. to that yeah meaning i got hot in show business in 1997 when me and dave wrote half-baked i did not i largely half-baked didn't do well so the heat was sort of then gone from it was on went down to a high simmer. torch to yeah. like low, like barely a simmer, like where you go like, am I going to explode my kitchen? That's when, that's when the really good food cooks though. Well, it? you just got to give not it wrong. a few hours. Yeah. But yeah. that's the, so I wrote a script in 99, maybe. Uh, then I sold a script by myself in 99. And I think in 2000, not by myself with Mike Schur, who, uh who is a writer friend of mine. And he, he went on to create Parks and Rec and, Brooklyn Nine Nine, good place. And wrote for the office, really good, talented guy. Yeah. Um, uh, but I never really like I'm signing deals, and I'm uh, I'm going to do this, and yeah, I'm attaching myself to that. Like I've ne- even when Chappelle show got hot, I was like, I don't. A lot of the the uh, additional stuff you get is not good. They they have a mediocre thing that they want you to make good, so. If you get a Marvel movie, yeah, you'll probably get a... The script will be pretty good. It's pretty well. But like, the reason Judd is the biggest producer in comedy is because he can write comedy. Right, yeah. If they if they come to you... If a studio comes to you and says, we have an idea, they're a studio. They're not fucking funny. Like, they're, they're, their idea is not going to be good. Well, that's Just, the same with corporate clients for commercials. And yeah, like, it's, yeah, and yeah. They, it's not like so... I I I. While I have issues with my own uh, artistic output in terms of speed, like I see guys write an hour every year, and I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah, I literally cannot do that. What about if I mean? Here's my thing, though. I think if you're a multifaceted performer, then it is difficult to do that hour every year. But then on the same, no, the I same think thing, Louis just Bird do Aziz, those guys did it while doing other things. So I don't, I don't. Now, having said that, I think some of their hours were better than others. Sure. So. In terms of like seeing a thing or having a thought or, uh, you know, if I if I if if thoughts come to me at a certain pace from age, uh, twenty five to thirty five, they're probably not going to change between thirty five and forty five. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like again, they might increase a little bit or decrease a little bit, but I don't think you can you can really supercharge yourself.
0: It's I mean, it, and, I, but I the hard part you, is you allow have to set your is, own.
1: Is, is accepting that in yourself because it's hard because it's it, it to your earlier point it is embarrassing. Well, accepting your limitations. Yeah, then, yeah. It's embarrassing when someone's writing faster than you. Sure, it's just fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Um. And there's always somebody, no matter how fast you're writing, they're like, well, you know, Bernie, Chris was here today, whatever. And you just you kind of can't worry about it. It's like playing golf, or it's like you just got to play the course and you can't play. What is an element of
0: prioritizing as well because I think once you've what what I was actually going to ask you is once you've uh garnered success as a as a stand-up and you're established there. Um I do think that people go, well, I you know I want a new hour each year. Having had that Who, formula though? the, the, the comedian no, no, I don't no, think audience. the audience
1: knows how much time has passed. My experience has been well now with go, now
0: with streaming services and with companies like Netflix and Amazon and Showtime, etc. putting all their stuff and Hulu putting it all online, you're correct. Because people might discover your but they also special don't know a week
1: before you put out your new one, whereas someone yeah. else might have seen it two years prior. Yeah, I think in the days of television that might have been true, and even then it wasn't. But, uh, but you know, Dave released a special in two thousand, and then another one in two thousand four. Mm. Like it, people weren't like when he the, took the... like
0: ten years out, didn't he from the live? Yeah, but that was like a whole it,
1: yeah. other issue. But and then he had four. So like, yeah, like Chris did you know bring the pain then he did bigger and blacker like about two years apart but and then he wait like it do, people don't know when people think three mics just came out more or less you so, know what I mean it came out even I'm like did it just come out? It came out two over two years ago yeah then I had a half hour new year like I so you know I, I don't think people are like where is it I think the only time you people feel burnt is if you come back to the city with the same material yeah, absolutely. but in terms of what you put on TV, I don't think people are mad, and I because I think, think, there's think also... the hour is a good format because in in England, certainly in the you know Edinburgh
0: Fringe Festival, we're we're trained to write an hour of material every year, and certainly for myself, and I'll say this of other comics, you'll notice the best shows that win lots of awards and do very well are normally comics who've been on the circuit for five years, building up a wealth of material, and then yeah. they come in with a really strong yep. hour, and then normally the follow up is a little weaker, yep. and most other comics. 40 minutes of the material is great. Yep. And 20 minutes
1: is just fluff yeah. and filler. Have yeah. We, I think we... I did a half hour for Netflix for that came out, the Communities of the World thing. And uh, from what I know, it's way more popular than Free Mics because it's better real estate. Right. New Year's Day. Yeah. with And people go, people don't have to choose to see me. They just choose to see Communities of the World. Yeah. And I'm first in most of the English-speaking places. So... That's been really helpful. And then uh, I think so the half hour was like a sprint. I think the bigger issue is because somebody was asking, why can these specials only be an hour? And I told them because nothing happens. There's no plot. There's no evolution. There's no structure. There's. You guys want to see me be glib for an hour? Well, hang am gonna say, is that where you're speaking personally about the shows, the one hours that
0: you do, or no? Some am well, no, I a did a comedy set, sens- right? Very... right, yes,
1: the more narrative ones. But there aren't. I did one. Nanette Burbiglia does them. Uh, Bo Burnham slightly, but there's never any content beyond Colin Quinn stuff. Obviously, Colin, those yeah, stories, sorry. I mean, yeah, Collins are great with that. Um, there's never any content beyond. For most people, it's just talking for an hour. Sure. Um, And you don't want want to watch anyone do that. I mean, I... That's why this podcast episode is going to be 53 minutes. Well, that's also because I have a hard out. (laughs) um, uh, Yeah, like, you know, I don't want to see anyone talk for... I mean, I was talking to the great uh, comedian named Jerry Seinfeld, and he was like, we're talking about... uh, Did
0: you just, like, prince him? He just made him, like, a prince. The comedian formerly known as Jerry Seinfeld. Uh,
1: We were talking about doing half hours, and he goes, you know, the perfect set length five minutes he said that yeah it's like that's perfect really yeah for tv yes you agree uh i don't know if i agree or disagree i know an hour is too long if you're not going to do anything yeah plot wise or five minutes though, that's just like, like just just whets your whistle of yeah well and you want more i mean sure. that's the it's like do you want do you want a? bottomless mimosas or you want one mimosa I mean you're asking the wrong man I know though. that's exactly. why I don't you drink want anymore yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you can't just have one I one's not a Im- mimosas yeah spiked uh, served by prostitutes <laughs> there you go you really flew close to the sun there huh oh
0: dude yeah yeah I almost my heart stopped in all one year from drinking drugs yeah they resuscitated me and were like you should, the, to, you should go to who was on the lineup that year at all that year Little Dragon played I know that but they played kind of every year. I mean, for yeah. many years. So.
1: Where's festival?
0: Yeah. Festival uh, was the Isle of Wight. Got it. It's the Isle of Wight festival. So we, do, we did comedy up there. And this was actually when I was DJing, though. So it was back when I DJed before I even got into TV or 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 comedy. Um, and uh, you you heart stopped. Yeah, yeah. And I went they gave to you CPR. The, I, I knew I was gonna. I knew I was my something was really wrong. So How did you the, know? Because uh, my heart. Was going, my, I was feeling my pulse and my heart. All the tents are closed. It was like the last of the last ten. Lots of drugs, lots and of lots. Of drugs. What drugs? A lot of ketamine, a lot of
1: cocaine, a lot of ecstasy. I don't know how
0: people do ketamine Whippets. recreationally? You know, Whippets are uh, great. a lot of weed. It just—it was a bit of everything.
1: Yeah. Um, are people doing these in tents or they're just doing them like on the like?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like just fucking
1: everyone. Just everyone there is just doing drugs, yeah. and there's no supervision. Yeah, I mean, I it, never, it's I don't not think a children's camp. No I mean, no, no, I get it. There's supervision. Yeah, but drugs are but still super, illegal. Look, the
0: people who are supervising, a lot of them are just, you know, people, people from the local guns. area.
1: It's not a children's camp. They didn't
0: <laughs> fire a gun in the air. People locally with like, you know, they just get given an orange or yellow neon vest and they go, right, you're now... Security. Yeah, exactly. And they go, okay. And yeah. then they go inside and then they sell ecstasy to people who so want to funny. buy ecstasy. You know what right. I mean? Like your supervision is do you have enough drugs on you right, right. now? And right. if not, can I rectify yeah. that for help you for yeah. money? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went to the, the first day tent and then they uh, my heart didn't stop for a long time. So they didn't actually perform CPR. They were checking me, the nurse was checking on me, and my heartbeat was going boom, 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 boom. It was fucked. Right. So I lay down. They put me on an intravenous to clear out uh, some of the drugs from my bloodstream, and Just then a
1: regular drip or something else. Yeah,
0: regular drip, uh, full of whatever was yeah. in it. I don't know. And then I, um, and then I woke up. I was like awake, and they were all standing around and they're going blah blah blah, and they were all panicking. And I was like, what, what, what? And they're like, oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. Sit up, blah blah blah. And they were talking to me and they were trying to get me, keep me lucid and awake. And they were like, your heart stopped. And I'm like, all right, well that's not good. And then they sent me back to my tent once they cleaned out, which is I sat there for about five or six hours. And then they sent me back and it was about eight in the morning at this time. And they sent me back to my campsite and they were like, go back and sleep or go straight to the hospital. That's what we would do. Um, but go home. Don't stay here. And I went, yeah. all right. So I went to the tent in the artist area, fell asleep and then slept for 14 hours. And then I woke up, did a fat line of ketamine and then got back into it. <laughs> Embarrassing, but kind of fun. It's kind of funny. It'll make a good story one day for an autobiography, right? Uh, die before they I release it.
1: That's uh fuck it. but can you aren't you immobile on ketamine? Nah. Oh man. Yeah, you build up a tolerance trip to incredibly quickly. I, so did you, go it, like, I did you go from like you go from like for depression and I would just be catatonic.
0: So if you like literally just have like a tiny little key, you know, key mm-hmm. end uh when you first start, a tiny little bump, that will get you fucked up. But then once you've been doing it for months, Fucked up in what way? Okay, like it's a hallucinogen. You, know, you yeah. see, you see you trip balls a bit, and you're fucking whoa. But are you walking around prison. and all that shit? Yeah, you can be. And if you do too much, then you will probably sit down in a corner or kind of go. Yeah, that's oh, what happened, And to me. people be like, "Oh, you're in a K hole." Yeah, you're, they'll worry about you, and you'll feel like it's hours of being in a this weird yeah. lucid state that everything's breaking down and crumbling in on itself, yeah. and all of existence is a fabrication. That's the one. Yeah, and then you come out of that in ten minutes, but you feel like it's been. Yeah, Almost a lifetime. You know when those in, in movies or, um, or TV shows where someone gets transported to another dimension and they come back almost like a few minutes later, they're brought, brought out of it and yeah. they go, I was in there for 50 yeah. years. That's what a K-hole was like for me. Yeah. Yeah, the really bad ones. But then we built up tolerance quickly. And then my friend Diana gave it up. I can't imagine you being a uh, a regular crazy drug taker though back in the day.
1: Uh much in the way that you didn't, wouldn't have matched me and Dave Chappelle I do love drugs I love, I love stimulants so, but having said that I only did coke once and it didn't really work I was it was fine yeah uh, coke never makes anyone more fun though it doesn't,
0: it, I don't think it enhances any experience what it does
1: is sobers you up interesting uh, I feel that way about alcohol I've never, met a, I've never been impressed by a drunk person yeah, I've been like yeah. this fucking guy it's hard
0: being sober now you know, it's been three months and I think there's um, for you, for me, yeah. Were yeah. you
1: have you've only been sober three months?
0: Well, I've given up, I'm not an alcoholic, but I've given up drink because I just found that I didn't like myself and I didn't like any other people drunk.
1: It's no one's better drunk, no. They're not. The, the, now your next thing is women are well, better drunk. Hang on, drunk. I was going to yeah. say if
0: you've gone to yeah, you know, if you've gone to like a 21 year old's party when you were 21 and people were getting a bit drunk, it's quite fun to see you know Sarah jumping on the table and. Woo! Yeah, showing her she's boobs. fun. Yeah, yes,
1: but I don't. Uh, if you're, if there, it's a good you know lubricant for uh, I, especially women's sexuality because they tend to get they tend to worry more um, and judge themselves more. So it just gives them, uh, it it lowers their inhibitions. But but I, as guys, I'm never like, man, I'm glad. Like I told someone the other day. If Barack Obama was drunk, I'd be like, "Get this dude away from me." Yeah, like yeah. I just wouldn't want to deal with him. Like it's not, I just not. It's not. I'm not impressed. I think he'd be really smooth drunk. Of course he would. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: putting the moves uh-huh. on. Motherfucker. Stroking, stroking. I, it, I, I, your I decided
1: not to do that bit in my act because I just don't want to do an Obama impression, and I just don't want to do an impression. But, uh, but, um, yeah. So I, but I do like stimulants. I yeah. love and you ever sh- tried mushrooms. microdosing? Because I think that's Yeah, I microdosed four days ago. Really? Mushrooms. Shrooms. Yeah. But the problem with me and micro dosing is by the end of the day I get a little spacey. You do. I don't really have anxiety. I have whatever depression. So I need up uh, and do you actually have like clinical depression? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my whole Netflix. Oh, journey, that's why but, I've yeah. given up I've given up um booze
0: as well. That's another reason. That's yeah. why I moved to LA for the sunshine and you know, all these things that take away
1: depression and has it helped
0: yeah immensely yeah yeah two years ago in new york at christmas i sat out and was like all right this is how i'm gonna kill myself tonight and i got too fucked up and passed out great I woke up in a you know in a pool of vomit and, and on the floor and i was like oh okay well i guess i fucked that one up i can't even kill myself properly how do you what did you try oh i didn't didn't fit oh, didn't through. i got, got too them. i was getting fucked up and i was sitting there and i was going all right this i'm gonna do it blah blah, blah. and i passed out great from drinking drugs and then i was like Woke up and I went, Ah, oh. You were a sex addict awesome? Nah, that was a documentary that was um, slightly, it would be like doing a documentary for TLC, an immersive okay. doc for TLC. It was for BBC Three. Right. So it was a little bit uh, fact ent, you know. It was a little yeah. bit uh, entertainment in there as well. Yeah, okay. And I don't think I'm a sex addict because I found it very easy to, I'm with a girl now, monog- monogamous and very right. happy. So Great. I'm not don't have issues there same with alcohol i don't yeah i think i don't think i'm any addict i'm not a drug or alcohol or sex addict what i am is uh an addict to escapism i hate myself and depression makes me constantly want to escape reality so yeah. i'll use whatever i can do if i if i find that transcendental meditation is the thing that helps with that i'd be a transcendental meditation addict for a while you know yeah. it's kind of that kind of thing so um what kind of what kind of um honest steps did you have to take yourself to go well this is how i can moderate this and make sure it doesn't affect my uh ironically output.
1: enough transcendental meditation but i've only been okay. doing that for like 14 months but it's great yeah tm i need less sleep which is fucking odd but really like an hour to an hour and a half less that makes sense because it's, it's about generating energy inside of yourself right so it- i guess nothing really ever works in terms of generating energy the the in terms of well, depression, let me bring you I back take, to cocaine. Uh... well, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I take Zoloft for depression. That works really well. And um, and uh, what else do I take? And caffeine, stand up. I can't say that I've beat it, but I've never really wanted to kill myself. It's just a consistent low grade depression. I mean, weights make me feel on my own. To and it's, it, and dude, just yeah. so you know, if I tried, I, I would succeed. Yeah, because right? Neil Brennan doesn't fail. How would you do it? Uh, I don't think I would but um, I don't know if I really wanted to kill myself I don't know because I'm actually afraid of death so I don't I don't I, I'm so much more afraid of death I don't even want to entertain it okay and why, I'm not even you, like it's fra- superstitious what, afraid of death why just in, a, in the very general I don't want to I don't want uh, to do, yeah I want to die I don't want to die because I don't because I'm of the mind that this is all there is so sure. I don't want to end it Premature. i want to live forever if i can
0: well that'd be at odds because you were obviously irish catholic upbringing mm-hmm. when did you
1: decide oh, actually there's nothing beyond this well i always suspected it <laughs> and then i finally just read like christopher hitchens god is not great book and i was like all right that'll do it yeah that that's a fi- it's a i died
0: at best guess what not a lot happened in no. those few seconds <laughs> i don't remember
1: anything yeah that's what i figured yeah uh so i don't um i don't want to die and, and mostly because my life's great, and like I, you know, I don't want to go to. It's a bird in The hand does that hold you back on experiences? Then
0: the the idea that um that there's that fear
1: inside of you of death. Yeah, no, because I don't. Because I also am of the mind that death is pretty rare in terms of <laughs> we like you really get to t- generally do it once, right? Well, yeah, but I, but having said that, like the your friend died on ketamine. Like sure. I don't. Most of the people I know die from either uh most people die from food honestly most people i know have died from food or yeah, alcohol yeah diabetes right diabetes strokes uh heart attacks, heart attacks uh, uh fucking occasionally drugs but mostly drinking and most drug deaths are from drinking and drugs yeah uh most heroin overdoses are drinking or alcohol and yeah, heroin yeah you mix like, alcohol with any of those things yeah. so totally i don't i think uh the idea that it, when i take drugs I I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't, there is that for, I always say that people want to escape life so badly that they will risk death to get out of this, yeah. this level of consciousness. Yeah, I've done that. For and me. the whole first half hour of taking any drugs, you're like, are you dying? I'm not dying. Are you dying yet? You have to get through like this precipice. First of, like, time you try something. Yeah, but even then you you know it's every dose is different, so you don't you know you're a you bit might, like you are you dying? Really I don't know. think I'm dying, but I don't. But you know we got to risk it. You got to yeah, roll yeah. the dice because <laughs> it's it'll for four hours. It's gonna fucking be so much better than life that you got to risk death. Yeah, yeah, Makes you miss it, doesn't and it? you
0: know what? I actually do, yeah, I I, I got to be honest. I do miss elements of that that risk. i do I'm miss sure. elements of it, but I don't. It's I sexy. Don't, I don't miss what it is. It. Yes, I feel like yes. It used to be. I don't think it is in today's culture. It used to be. It used to be really cool and really sexy being a little bit yeah edgy, a little bit. Edgy, I still right? think
1: debauchery is always going to be sexy. Yeah. I, even in this like achievement-oriented, uh, you know, fucking no days off culture. Sure. I still think getting fucked up. The Rock has his own tequila. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if that's not a metaphor, I don't know what is. Uh, your battery's running low. Oh, I, my battery I gotta I gotta go too.
0: No worries. All right, we can wrap it
1: there. I wish we had more time. No worries. How much how long was it? Uh it was uh it was a good forty minutes. All right, that's not bad. That's good. Yeah. Well thanks, man. That's a nice length for a podcast. There you right? go. It's almost like
0: what I tell you? better than a one hour special.
1: I'm happy to do this whenever you want, though, now that you've got the rig. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, Did we'll do stop? another time. I will come down here. Uh, I'm going to stop it first. I'm going to say thanks very much. Um, if people want to check you out, Neil Brennan, Neil Brennan the, the and the, Neil Brennan
1: on the inst- on the Instagram and the Twitter and the and I got a, a YouTube. I got a I got a YouTube special. No, I got a uh, I got a plenty of Netflix specials as well. A, plenty of Netflix. I'm on the Daily Show sometimes. You can't you can't miss me.
0: Can't miss him, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you check him out. Thanks very much to us, sponsors thanks, and thanks to you guys. Take care.